I suppose it all started with the snow. the night before Dom Day when all over Rexdale, not a Beasley was stirring, you see, not even a cocktail. It's a very special kind the of beers snow. were placed a in snow the cooler to make with care happy, in hopes that McDonald's soon even would be there. Giddier. A snow Red to make machine. a homecoming homier and natural enemies all like TCI and West Humber. Friends, naturally, for it was the first snow of the season, and as any child can tell you, there's a certain magic to the very first snow, and especially when it falls on the day before Christmas in Rexdale. For when the first snow is also a Christmas snow, (laughs) well, something wonderful is bound to happen. When out on Case Field there arose such a clatter. I sprang from my Hotel 19 oh, bed oh, to see what was the matter. Away to the diamond I flew like a duck. The world, the I caught Dominic up to the Gallagher girls and their leader named Chuck. The halls with a special the I'm your host Justin, and as always, I'm joined by the three kings of podcasting. They've swapped their gold frankincense and myrrh for Bud Light blender drinks and a couple butterscotch schnapps. My co-hosts, the Chris Kringles from Cromartie, the Jack Frost of Jeffcoat, Babe, Sotay, and Donnie, and as always, in a moment, it who must is hot be off a Eddie Milton victory, I might More add. Rapid Dizzy Patterson dogs, has converted the manger in the nativity and he scene into a Welsh-style cooler and is and dishing out his name. best eggnog cocktails. Now, Minnow, now Cote, now Tuesday and Westy. Just one of on Dumber, on Bays and Rocky. To the Tavern of Remo, we're done playing baseball. Now, dash away, dash away, dash away all. We can kick it in the ass and life can move forward. I don't want to get off on a sour note, but just following up on our, our checks, have they have they been issued yet for last year's season? Or are they? Yeah, they should be in the mail. What's okay. that accounting from again? Ten thousand of them. McCray, McCray. <laughs> they went to five Tayro Drive. <laughs> That's Mark Turney's. Father McSpadgen should have them. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, gentlemen, tonight's going to be a very special night. It's going to be a little different than our normal podcast. We're going to go through a bit of a walk down memory lane, a bit of an inspiration as to tonight's episode. We got some special guests to help us jog our memories on what happened on those special Christmas nights where a variety show was put on. And then as well, we have some skits and some songs that were performed by anonymous members of our Dom Day community. We started off the episode with one um, by, performed by somebody Guys, did you have any idea of who it was? Certainly did. 100%. That, yep. that, you can recognize that voice all day long. Yeah, Frankie Tarasco. I hear him yelling at the ponies. <laughs> You're correct. Frankie Tarasco was the introduction for, for this podcast. You did Love a great it. job. Love it. Yeah, that was excellent. Really good. Gentlemen, please welcome back our first guest of the evening. He's going to take us back to those fateful nights in Big Al's basement. Welcome, Eric Niskanen. So, Eric, take us back. Um, Obviously, you know, we've got the Christmas special going on tonight. And one of the big inspirations for um, this episode was the episode where we had you, Jordan, and Alana on. And we were talking about Christmas at Big Al's. Why don't you take us back to some of those special times at at your parents' place? Well, they certainly were special. There's no question about that. I mean, how it actually all started, I'm really not quite sure. I mean, all of a sudden, uh, Christmas Eve, you know, Big Al and my mom had a, had an open house. And all of a sudden, these idiots came in to do, you know, some kind of play. And it was, you know, uh, they, they had a couple of cocktails and they had a little bit of a rehearsal. But when they came in to do this, this play, it was just totally amazing on, 
exactly, you know, what, <laughs> what these guys were doing. I mean, coming in with, you know, guys dressed as Christmas gifts, um, Alistair <laughs> coming in as the, the New Year's baby, you know, just wearing a diaper. And I mean, you got to understand, you know, Big Al's basement is just like what Cote's right now. It's in this furnace room. Um, my dad had his basement made of just wood paneling. And I, I swear to God, he actually took one of the walls. He took a skill saw and he just cut a hole in the wall and said, there's my walk up bar. You know, so it, and that's where, you know, the, the colors happen. We're at the walk up bar. But, you know, these guys came in. It was Donnie, Al. Uh, Steve Davies, Gordy, you know, Casey came in and they just put on a play. And, and at this open house was, you know, all these friends and relatives of my parents. You know, it wasn't young people. These were people that were, you know, our age right now, old, you know, old shit. So, you know, and they just had a blast. They just had a, an amazing time. And, you know, my mom put on a, a great spread. She had amazing food that she cooked all day and and at the end of when these guys were you know finishing their play we went to upstairs and you know had a big buffet and you know as many drinks and colors as you can imagine so so Donnie I think that's you know pretty much that's pretty much the the gist of what happened so so Donnie Donnie do you remember what you came dressed as well we we did a few of them you know yeah. and so I, I I don't know the sequence or whatever. I I had been going for a few years to over to Eric's and just and I'm not sure how it started. Um, but uh, you know, we got to the point where we would start at my house over on Hallow Crescent in the afternoon. And Case, you know, Case, Case was the he was the creative genius, you know. So he when he got going and started on these songs, and you know, we would just start singing any christmas song and then you know we'd start we start making up our own lyrics and we'd be over my place in the basement there and uh we'd have the pops going and uh in the afternoon and then gag would be upstairs uh laughing we could hear her laughing up there and actually it was back in the days when we had the big at our house we had the big stereo upstairs remember the big the big cabinet the big stereo yeah, yeah. And then, so I would have to go up there and put the song on again because we would play the real song. I think we had an old, like uh, Andy Williams album, you know, <laughs> with all the the tunes on it. And I would put, you know, the song on and go downstairs, and we'd come up with a line. And then I go back up and put the song on again, and we'd come down and we'd come up with another line. And we're down there, and and Case and uh, Al and I and and Chuck. And I'm not sure if it was the Chuck Cratchit one that was the first one, or it could oh, have been, but yeah, yeah, had Cratchit. Oh Chuck yeah, Cratchit, yeah, tomorrow you eat Ratchet. Yeah, the song the song was Chuck Cratchit, Chuck Cratchit for Christmas dinner you'll eat Ratchet. <laughs> you know, and and uh, and then that was I had sent you guys a picture there a few weeks ago. That was from that that one, and uh, I was I was. Uh, dressed up and I had that wig on that long scraggly wig with the bald head and and uh Al I think was the the New Year's baby for that one Eric and yeah I think he was I think you're it right. was just priceless but somehow we get this song together and after hours of just tweaking it and adding it and whatever you know doing this and whatever and then we'd be like okay let's go over to Eric's and we never went over there every time we went over there we come up with some bullshit story about we're not going to be able to do it 
Yeah. Like, well, the first one was easy because they didn't expect anything. So <laughs> we came, we came in, we came in, we had a drink, whatever we socialized. And then we slipped out the back and went to the car and got our gear on, you know, our, our costumes, whatever. And then we came back in and just went downstairs. Um, and, and just, you know, we went down to the end of Eric's, uh, what were they? The rec room. Remember the rec room? The rec room. Yeah. It was and, like right but, out of that 70s show. It was yeah. Like, go down there and we just, room. we just started doing our, our thing. And, uh, and, uh, Eric's mom and dad were just like, they just couldn't control themselves. They were just yeah. laughing so hard. Like your mom never laughed so hard as during that. Yeah, Eric. That's it, true. Was, uh, it was just awesome. And, uh, we went through this stupid <laughs> skit, whatever. Yeah. it was it was good and then after but, that we you know we got another cold pop we went over and as eric said big al had this window carved out of the wall and he behind it he had a table with every conceivable color you know in the in the in the color rainbow and he had drinks and he had made up these you know these shots and we do a round of orange and a round of green and a round of red and or you know and whatever and they're you know, and then some night I'd have to walk home from Packenham all the way down to Hallow, just gassed, you know, and, <laughs> and freezing all over the and, place. And yeah. yeah, you know, and because uh, we weren't going to drive, you know, and as we've said many times, this isn't all about the booze, this stuff, you know, with, with Dom Day and, you know, certainly this with, with Christmas was more about the magic of Christmas and the Jesus baby and stuff like that. It wasn't about booze. So we, uh, but it, yeah, it, when, it went on for years. I don't know how many years, Eric. Any well, idea? One year, one year, you guys dressed up Big Al as a Christmas tree. So you had <laughs> here he is. He's got no gear on hardly, and you put all this, you know, this this scrap paper on him, like like a Christmas tree. And then everybody had to try hang up hang an ornament from him. So it was like. Here he is as a big freaking Christmas tree, and and as a singing the songs, you know it, the the songs were amazing because they were all to do. They were cutting up everybody who was in that room, like you know. Right. I mean Donna, and this is you got to understand Donna. Would, we just started dating, you know, so it was probably one of the first times that she got to meet, you know, all these people, and she's sitting there just going you know, out of her mind and why, you know, she didn't leave then. I have no idea, but you know, it was just, you know, she, and she was part of the skit too. You guys, you guys ripped her a little bit too. There was no, no question about that, but you know, here's big Al dressed as a freaking Christmas tree and with all these, you know, all these ornaments hanging from in, in the middle of it. And of course he had way too many colors. And I think the colors were like 90% pure alcohol and 10% food color. You know, I mean, that was that was the way he did these colors. And one year, my sister, she stayed over. Joanne was with Charlie and Stephanie and they were kids. And and they got Big Al up probably like at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, you know. And, and Joanne said, you know, he was still hammered, like he was still drunk and had the biggest hangover and had to come down and open up presents on Christmas Day and then go right back to bed because he still was just, you know, totally overcome. But. I mean, I, I do know how it did end. The ending the ending of it was 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 kind of surreal. Was you know again, my mom would put on this big big spread, and you know she's waiting. And she, this one time she's going, okay, what time? You know, what time do you think the guys are coming? I go, mom, I don't know. I mean, they're they're half jacked. I have no idea. Like what time they're coming? You know, what do you think? There's an agenda. You know, there's under BlackBerry or something. So 
you know, she's like, well, I don't know what time to serve the food. So finally, it was like after midnight, you know, and she's getting pissed off because she's got all this food. She goes, do I warm it up? Do I serve it? And, you know, I go, mom, I don't know. Well, it ended up, these guys never showed up. You know, the basement is packed with people. Like you can't get anybody, you know, it's a 10 by 10 basement. And there's 50 <laughs> people there, you know, waiting for these clowns to come and nobody showed up, you know, that, that was it. So at the end of it, you know, my mom was like, okay, that's it. The hell with it. No more open. We're not having an open house on Christmas Eve. You know, screw those guys. That's that, that, that they're done. You know, you know, she gave the Italian one of these and that's it. We're done. <laughs> so, so babe, obviously as well, Casey being a part of it and you attending as well, what were some of your, your memories? Yeah, I only got to attend a couple of them. I, but I remember uh, the colors were very powerful. And I remember Big Al would make you go through all the colors. I can't remember. There was five mm-hmm. different colors and yeah, uh, probably, five. probably five or six. But yeah. I, I remember the first time I had them, I was probably 16 or 17. And I was done. Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. After about the fourth one, I was like, you know, in the basement. And, and you guys had the sauna down there, too. Yeah, we had the sauna, too. That was perfect. And the sauna was going for some reason. And I went in there and I go, Christ, I'm, you know, I'm done. And <laughs> I came out and, and uh, Josie says, babe, are you okay? I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I sat down and then the show came on and uh, it was great. But all, the, all those years, it was so much fun. Remember tights? Paul Titanic would come back from Bowling Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd come. He'd come. And his parents, and his parents yeah. would come. Yeah, they were there. Yeah. That, but it was always oh, so much fun and just great memories. And people would just be jammed in there, and <laughs> and the boys would come back and they go. As Donnie said, they'd go, come in and then go back out and get their gear on and come back in. And it was hilarious. Even even for me sitting there watching it, you know. And I I watched Case, you know, practice his songs and, and heard them, but uh, to see it live in action, it was hilarious and. Chuck was beautiful too, because Chuck was one of those guys you never expected it from, and and he was in there, you know, giving it all. And Chuck, yeah. Chuck Cratchit. <laughs> well, it was amazing. It, what was amazing too was just the imagination of you know what the type of skits they actually did put on, you know, and and when it did end, I guess the guys did forget somehow to, to tell Chuck about it that you know actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they all moved, and and one Christmas Eve. There's Chuck showing up at the front door with a case of beer. And the guy's like, yeah, can I help you? Well, I'm here for the party. <laughs> well, Miguel's not here anymore. So Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, had, I mean, I, I probably, I don't think Chuck actually showed up with beer. I, I, there could be, oh. you know, we're not quite sure yeah. if that actually happened, but he did show up. So. But that, back to the story about your mom, you know, when she finally, you know, we, we didn't show up. But yeah. in the years... Yeah, and and I I don't th- I don't I don't think it went more than four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And so the first one, obviously, not a problem. The second one, then I kept coming up with these stories that I would tell Eric. Oh, you know, Case can't make it, or you know, Al's got Al's got a hockey game, or whatever it was. And then, you know, every year, and then we like we said, we go outside and we we decide, okay, we're gonna meet we're gonna meet out on Packenham at you know nine thirty or whatever. We go out and get the gear on or whatever, and then come back in. So I think I think the year we didn't show, Eric was like, okay, this is part of the routine again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that was it. Yeah, yeah don't worry, and, uh, they're gonna be here. But, but damn, damn, if we only had those songs, you know, if if it only had been like you know 
like nowadays everybody would be filming it right with their friggin' camera but you know yeah, yeah. i mean we had we had no nothing you know so no. i can't i cannot remember i'm maybe case maybe case can you know i don't i don't know yeah. he's got a memory like that for that type of thing he can usually pull those out of his ass you know but <laughs> i can't i cannot remember the songs but they were beauties i'm telling you and to hear to hear my grandmother upstairs laughing like i just <laughs> as we piece them together <laughs> that was great so true yeah. so true yeah. Dude, al literally was, would wear this diaper thing people must have just lost their shit when he was doing that oh for sure yeah 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 no, didn't he have a pipe too or something donnie had the diaper with a pipe and G- gordy was there too a couple times i don't know yeah. exactly what they were. gordy was there yeah yeah, yeah. Gord- gordy was there and he was part of the uh, you know one of the three elves or something i have yeah. no idea <laughs> And, and like, yeah. like like you said, we got we got the do man involved, Steve. Yeah. Steve, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and he was there. He was a Christmas gift one year, you yeah. know, with a box. These guys right. had a they had a big box with their head sticking out of the top of the box, and they could fairly barely fit that walking down the stairs because the box the box was so big as the Christmas gift. So that was that was it, but. Mm. Great time for sure. And amazing, amazing memories. And, you know, our whole family definitely never forgets. So mm. there we go. Okay, are we done with him? Yeah, I'm, I got the gas pipe. I'm done. Okay. It's going to be a barn burner. <laughs> good to see you now. Right. Have a good Christmas. Great Thanks. to see you now. Thank you so much Merry for coming Christmas, on. Lady. Thank All you, right. Thank Off to bed. Thanks. Now to the stage with a poem written by Bobby Philman. Twas the night before Dom Day. Performed by Danny Monroe, Paul Delmazzi, Ian McRae, Jordan Niskanen, Alana Niskanen, and Rick Woods. Twas the night before Dom Day when all over Rexdale not a Beasley was stirring, not even a cocktail. The beers were placed in the cooler with care in hopes that McDonnelly soon would be there. The Red Machine were nestled, all snug in their beds while visions of home runs danced in their heads. And Tex, in his knee brace, and I in my ball cap, had just shotgunned our beers before a long summer's nap. When out on Case Field there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my Hotel 19 bed to see what was the matter. Away to the diamond I flew like a duck. I caught up to the Gallagher girls and their leader named Chuck. The lawn chairs and coolers set up along the two base lines gave the sudden realization that it was finally time. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature keg for the boys and 40 ice cold beer. As this rebel walked towards me so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Rick. More rapid than dogs, his buddies they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Minnow, now Cote, now Tuesday and Westy, on Howie, on Delmer, on Babe and Rocky. To the Tavern of Remos, we are done playing baseball. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. That was really good. That was really good. That was was average. Yeah, I I wasn't really all that impressed, but no, it was good. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. (laughs) Our next guest showed up to the Christmas party dressed as the baby Jesus. Please welcome (laughs) Al McRae.
<laughs> tiny, tiny Alistair. <laughs> so yeah. Al, we had we had Eric Eric on uh, on a prior segment, and we were talking a bit about the Christmas um, the Christmas parties at Big Al's, which were an inspiration um, for uh, today's podcast. Why don't you tell us a bit about some of your memories? And obviously, is there truth to the story about you showing up in a diaper? Yes, that's very true. Uh, Casey and, and Donnie uh, uh, started all this nonsense off, and and uh, we used to. Casey worked at a printing shop uh, in in off Western Road, and we would go there. Um, and a lot of the skullduggery and the foolishness started in in the printing shop, and the ideas would be floated around there and. I know that uh, Donnie and Casey wanted to do something at Nye's and they wanted to do a little sing song. And, uh, and uh, that, I think that's how it all started. And um, again, um, they wanted to embarrass me, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I was a willing participant in that embarrassment. And we dressed uh, myself up yeah, in a diaper and an aviator cap. And I was Tiny Alistair. We did a, a theme on the <laughs> on uh, um, in, at the Christmas of the, I guess, what is it? The Ghost of Christmas Past and Future and then Chuck, you know, Kravitz and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's what we did. And uh, um, we just got together and, 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 and Casey and, and Donnie and, uh, and myself came up with uh, some songs and some lyrics and, uh, uh, and like I say, they dressed me up ridiculously, and uh, uh, it was a smash hit right off the bat. And we we thought we got something here, <laughs> and we would just go to Big Al's, and he had these uh, liqueurs that he called the colors, and uh, you know we would get into that, and then uh, and then we would do our little skit thing. Uh, we did it probably for what Donnie five, six, seven years, probably. I think Casey. Yeah, we were trying to figure it out. I I, I said four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Casey was in the first couple, and then he left. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, being with uh, hanging out with Don and Casey was it was very inspirational. We used to practice singing up in his bedroom. <laughs> I don't know, if Babe can ever remember hearing us up there, but we'd be up in his bedroom, and it was it was god awful, but it was hilarious, and we would. We would practice tunes. Casey would uh, would be on the guitar, and you know Donnie maybe be on the triangle, or and I'd be at a tambourine or something. <laughs> really, really basic for uh, for us non musicians. But uh, yeah, we would huddle up there and and just come up with nonsense. Uh, and uh, like I say, with Casey had access to this uh, this printing press, and a lot of the nonsense uh, <laughs> came out of came out of that printing press. Uh, I remember them. You know, the doing the uh, the uh, elect Sid for counselor, and they 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 printed all these posters of Sid. They got it out of the lacrosse uh, uh, manual or whatever. He got his picture, <laughs> and they plastered it up. And they basically made about I don't know a thousand of them or a hundred of them. I don't know whatever. They plastered it all over Sid's neighborhood, and his old man came out and saw like you know Cedric J Hardiman the third or something, <laughs> uh, city counselor. And uh, so it was nonsense like that that uh, that we did. But yeah, we uh, we put these song and dance things together. Um, it started off at, at like I say with Casey, and then Donnie would invite me over to his place, and we would come up with uh, um, different skits and different songs. And and Donnie's parents and his and Gag, his grandmother, were upstairs in the living room, and we would be downstairs, 
and we'd be coming up with these different songs and skits and so forth. And we would, we could tell that they were good because Gag and Franny and Bert were, were laughing and we could hear them laughing sometimes hysterically, you know, get out of coming up with the nonsense that we came up with. So we would kind of use them. And, uh, and then we would invite different people to, to participate in it because it uh, uh, it wasn't just Donnie and myself. We invited my brother, I know, for once, and and Steve Davies, uh, Eric's business partner. We invited him one time um, to participate in it, and we would just come up with different themes. And like I say, the first theme was the Tiny Alistair one, but we we came up with uh, another one uh, with uh, Big Al, um, a theme about the, the guys. They bought these two um, Thunderbirds, like mid-'60s Thunderbirds, and we we did another skit on on that, um, but yeah, we we just came up with these skits. I mean, we did it for four or five or six years. I forget how many it was, but uh, um, we'd be just sitting at Donnie's place uh, in the afternoons, coming up with these skits and uh, and inviting people to join in with us. And uh, and so, like I say, we did it for a few years, and uh, then we just ran out of gas. <laughs> but they they loved it. They would they had a. Uh, uh, crowd there and it, it grew every year uh, of people coming to watch us and, and and you know with our nonsense and so yeah we had good fun we had good laughs and uh it was a, it was a fun time eric was saying how how uh you know the first one like we we didn't know anybody really Al. no we really we, we, didn't. we didn't you know it was his family and yeah. uh, the gal and josie's uh yeah, brothers and sisters and family, and whatever. And we don't. They must have. Th they must have wondered who the hell are these guys, you know? Oh yeah. And then after the first one, they were looking forward. And I was, I was saying to Eric how we used to come up with these BS stories about, oh, we can't do it this year, and yeah, and yeah. We would show up and socialize a little bit, and yeah, we would pre have predetermined that we're going to meet outside at ten yeah. o'clock or whatever, and get dressed <laughs> in our gear and come back in and do the That's skit. Right. That's <laughs> so, right. <laughs> and I kept, I kept bullshitting Eric. No, we can't make it. Yeah, we're not you know, doing it. has got to work or, you know, cases yeah. of this or whatever. And then, you're right, Gordy came in yeah. one time and uh, and uh, yeah. he was I mean, they, they put a big spread of food on every year, too. It just, it was, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. I and mean, Josie must have put in more time, you know, cooking and getting yeah. everything ready than we did, you know, doing <laughs> the skit and I kind of forgot. I forgot completely. Eric was saying how the the way it ended. You know, one year we didn't show up. Yeah, because like, she was pissed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, I guess we didn't tell him or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know what happened. Yeah, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, it was. Uh... But it was just so funny to see these people that had no idea who we were, and then all of a sudden they couldn't wait to see us, and then. You know, we're laughing and giggling and just making idiots of ourselves. And we got B Big Allen on that one was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Allen was, Chuck, was Chuck usually a train wreck. Like, no, uh, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck wasn't. He never I, got like smashed. You know. Oh, okay. He was feeling I, good. He if there was, was any, good. if there was, was any train, he was perfect. Correct. If there was any train wrecks, it was me, Cote. You would know that. <laughs> Atta boy. That's why I love you, Austin. <laughs> yeah. No, I was the only train wreck. Oh, that's classic. Oh, very good. No, but it was it was really uh really really a fun time. It really inspirational. It was it was great watching Donnie, uh you know develop uh, uh you know his skills literally on the typewriter, and he would just it would be nonstop. He would an idea would flash up, and he would start typing, and he would do the same thing uh when we were coming up with the uh 
with the program for the Dom Day. I mean, he would just be sitting on that typewriter and just ideas would just be coming and we'd just be throwing things out in the air and he'd just go, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And he would just you know, continue typing. So it was, it was really kind of neat to watch that that whole process take shape uh, with regards to all we do with the Dom Day and what we did with Nye and all that kind of stuff with the, that process. And, and, and just, the, you know, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say the timing on all this. So the timing is is coincidental with the start of dom day right so oh yeah oh yeah i don't yeah. know when the first one was but it was either i want to say it was 79 you know um 79 but, or 80 yeah it was very yeah. close yeah. so right in there with the same you know the same sort of time frame as when dom day got going you know? yep. so, um, yeah yeah <laughs> no it was uh it was it was a treat i uh one of my favorite times of my life was uh was that and uh, and the, at the beginning of the dom day the whole uh, that uh and just listening to the to the inspirational stuff that was was coming out at the time, we were we should have stuck with it a little bit harder and tr tried a little bit harder. We were too busy drinking and whatever. You okay. guys must have you guys must have pissed yourself the next day when you kind of re got together and just about those nights. I eh? just laughed your ass off of what you actually did. We get a lot of feedback from Nye. <laughs> He's going, "You guys are unbelievable." That was the best yet. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> the worst the worst was trying to get up christmas morning and sit around oh. with, the, with the family and i'm like oh my god what did i do last <laughs> what was i doing yeah i start off with with burt's weisers and i end up with big al's uh colors that i was like i say i was a train wreck <laughs> by, so burt, by the end by the end of it burt, burt wasn't thrilled burt wasn't thrilled no, no. Yeah. no he wasn't at all but yeah, you could realize. I, I always have fond memories of of hearing Gag and Franny just exploding with laughter when we would come up with something really juicy. And Donnie will tell you that it was just we used that as a gauge to whether we were on the right trail sometimes because we, you know, we not that we were lost or we kind of had an idea what we wanted to do, but just coming up with stuff and we were coming up with stuff on the fly, loud, you know. And Franny and 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 Gag are trying to watch TV upstairs, and Bert. And then I, we just hear them laughing. <laughs> we know they're not laughing at the TV. They're laughing at us. <laughs> so that was a treat. Wasn't that the same time? you got, Didn't we have a couple of Christmas newsletters too? Was there yeah. a few Christmas newsletters? We, we sent Ronnie McSpadgen 10,000 pamphlets, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, religious pamphlets. We said, we sent, Casey and Donnie sent something out to, uh, I forget the, the religious thing, but he said they, they addressed it from, from Fa Father, Father, Ron, Ronnie, Father Ronnie McSpadgen. Yeah. So yeah. they delivered 10,000 of these pamphlets to his driveway, and they were like in boxes. There had to be 15 or 20 boxes filled with these pamphlets. Old man McSpadgen must have gone mental. We, we gotta we gotta tell we got, you gotta you'd have to have you'd have to have Ronnie McSpadgen on to tell the story. He was sitting in in the in his living room there and uh with uh I think his sister, I think Sylvia, and they all of a sudden they heard this. <laughs> thump, thump, thump. And he's like, What the hell is that? And they go outside and the and the whoever it was at the time. I guess Canada Mail or whatever was just unloading these cases right inside <laughs> his house. Like, yes. And his dad got home and went ballistic. Did you guys? They were, did you guys they were all they were all dressed as probably Ronnie McSpadgen, some some boys club or something. Yeah, because <laughs> we, we we had found this book and the name of the book it was, was Athletes in Action, wasn't uh, it? Stride, wasn't it? it was Athletes in Stride. Action, yeah, or something. By, and Roger Jackson had had wrote it or, or been involved in. It. He was he was a big TV guy for the '76 Olympics, 
And Case and I found this book and in the back was a tear out thing that said, if you need more copies, just you know, send this in and we'll be happy to supply them to your school or whatever. So we filled it out, Father Ronnie McSpadgen. Might have been Rexdale Boys Club or whatever and put, you know, I think it was 20 Tayro. Does that sound right for his address? Yep. 20 five Tayro. Tayro. Five Tayro. Yeah. Five Tayro. Yeah. Because it was right near the corner. It was right near the corner. So it's number, yeah. and, number five. Uh, and we and we put we we literally we Case and I were like, well, what should, what should we do? A hundred or you know, two hundred? No, ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand. And then it's like anything else back then. You, you mailed it off and you forgot about it completely. Like just, you know. Like like when the Maidstone letter went out. It was right, around yeah. the same time, yeah. you know. And then sure enough, sure enough, weeks or months later, boom, boom, boom. Oh, man. Oh, shit like, we did. Like the couch at Schweppes, right? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. The yeah. shit we did. It's unbelievable. Anyway, Are we well, done? I, you know. Are you cutting me off now, Cote? Yeah. This is this is the final cutoff, Al. That's fine. That's fine. Just happy to be part of it. Thanks for coming on, Al. That was Thanks, great. Thanks, Al. That was great. All right. Take care, guys. So, Merry, right. Merry Christmas, Christmas to everybody, eh? And Merry Christmas. For Christmas. Send, send yeah. my love to everybody, okay? See you, Good, yeah. Good seeing you, Al. Take care. See you. Gas him. Gas Justin. Gas him. Gas him. It should take 20 minutes to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like that wart that won't go away. Like your brother. Thanks. All right, guys, we've been off the air for a while. Our fans want to know what'd you think of Dom Day 43? Babe, tell us what you thought. Well, I thought it was just, it was great to get back. I thought the level of ball has not improved at all. Um, It was so much fun just to see everybody again. It It was interesting, you know, especially this year where you'd run into, you know, somebody you hadn't, you know, obviously you hadn't seen everybody for a few years, but you got talking to them and, and it didn't feel like there was enough time in the weekend to get to everybody. And that, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things, but every event was so much fun and just a great time and, you know, brought back, uh, you know, so many great memories of, you know, of Dom Day. And it really reminded me too of like the CFL, where you don't have to have a great regular season, but you win a couple of games and you're a great cup winner. And it seemed like that for Dom Day, you know, the lip bombers, you know, brutal in regular season, but come on in the playoffs and and end up champions. But that's the way Dom Day is. And it was it was a lot of fun. And, you know, obviously a little too much to drink at, at times, but uh, great dames. And, and Donnie, I mean, babe hit on it. Lip bombers, back-to-back champions, the second in Dom Day history. What's what's that mean? You're the historian on the podcast. Tell us what that means in terms of importance, if anything. Well, it means a lot to some people. Um, probably the 10 guys that were on that team, but outside of that, really doesn't have much impact. Uh, you know, the Red Machine did it, what, three decades ago? So it's not like it's anything that's, you know, newfound. Um, so, um you know, congratulations to them. It was a, you know, it was a tremendous achievement. Uh, I can't remember who they beat or how they got there or, you know, quite frankly, who was on the team or even captain the team, but congrats to them. Awesome. Who really, awesome. who really cares? Awesome achievement, really. Yeah. Cote, looking back at Dom Day 43, you were a snapper. You were a part of that historic 8 nothing collapse in the uh, one-inning ball game. Besides that, what were some of your memories of Dom Day? 
Yeah, we shit the bed there. We were we were tragic. That was that wasn't fun, and it was too bad because I really wanted to play in the playoffs. Uh, I guess a shout out to my uh, younger brother Dave, who made the trek over from Norway, and I believe uh, won another Dom Day. Right? I don't think he's been here that often, but if I'm correct, he was on Kevin's team. I think that uh, that won the championship. That was good. Uh, the party was a lot of fun. I think um, Danny's girlfriend uh, put on a show and almost got herself tossed out of the bar. Um, but that's what happened. Shocker. Yeah, yeah, people from Buffalo do that kind of shit. So it was, uh, it was a great, it was a great weekend. Uh, tons of great tunes at the field and everything like that. And it was just amazing to be able to see everybody again. So, and the big thing for me was I had a one-hour drive home on the Sunday, like Donnie, like Donnie. He had the, he had the one-hour drive back. Right? How long's that drive, Donnie? Just eight and a half. Yeah, it was a quick nine. Yeah, it was. There you go. Yeah, well, it always gets me. Done. And I'm on the done. couch on my yeah. second snooze and you're still fucking fighting yeah. your way down that goddamn river after after i got pushed out of the bar at 145 or whatever it was oh your fault yep 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 that was your fault yeah yeah well, no i i think the, the, the thing about you know the thing about the tournament and and we we had touched on it a bunch of times in the podcast last year was you know not not so much you know what happens on the field but although that that one inning game was f- by far the highlight of the baseball for me, like that was incredible, you know. So if 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 we had a video of that, we could all sit around with beers and watch that. It was just amazing. Like we, you couldn't you couldn't script that ending. Like it was just it was just a classic, right? But it's everything off the field again that to me, like, and not just the you know the what do we have eighty players this year? So. But it's all the other people that you run into, right, that aren't even playing, you know. So, you know, like you mentioned, um, uh, you know, and your brother coming over. And, you know, I, I think of like, you know, Jay, Jay Sharman, you know, who, uh, you know, and uh, Quiver, you know, Quiver comes was- by, drops in. Um, just, you know, random people that uh, it, it's great to catch up with if it's if it's only five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever. It's just it's really good, you know, and the crowd, the huge crowd that was there, I mean, it was just amazing, you know, and for someone, uh, you know, even even those of us that have been around for a while to see that number of people there. I mean, Sunday, I mean, had to break an attendance record. It was it was it was awesome, you know, and uh, the weather cooperated. It was all really, really good and uh, definitely I don't want to say worth waiting for, but man, we enjoyed it. And then, you know, we had that little baseball event on the, what the, the Wednesday night or whatever it was at the Blue Jays game. And, you know, this year they're playing again um, on the, I think it was the Tuesday, right? So the Tuesday night they're playing again and hopefully that grows, you know, so we had a little group of 15 people there that had a blast Maybe we can get 30 people there next year, right? And that just sort of rolls into the weekend. So great time. It was great to see everybody and to catch up in person. Um, so looking forward to another one this year. Yeah. And I thought I thought Tink with uh, the unis for the rookies was brilliant. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was really good. And, you know, I'm sure it took him three years to go around to every dollar store to find the stuff, but it was well worth it. I, I thought that was spectacular. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I think a shout out to uh, obviously the McNabney clan for running the Diamond side. They did a great wow. job, and uh, at the end of the day, we we were able to uh, cough up some serious change back to sick kids, which is our ultimate goal and uh, one of the reasons we, we gather every July 1st. So that, that was huge as well. 
Yeah, and I think that's a good point, Cote, because obviously, you know, to Donnie's point about the crowds this year and, and to your point about the barbecue, um, obviously with McNabney kind of spearheading the whole thing, his goal was to break the record that at the at the barbecue and they broke the two-day record on the first day, right? So, and that just kind of goes to show, you know, the pent-up demand and, and how many people were there. And just to me was one of the things I think that kind of summarized Dom Day being back, right? Just seeing when they opened that, that big thing of money and they'd already beaten the, the two day record that we'd done at the barbecue. And it was just, I, I th- thought for me that kind of culminated everything that, you know, Dom day was and Dom day being back. Right. You know, finally, and, uh, most of these fucking that, idiots have jobs. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, I think was two, that was, the two days, was that the two day record for burnt hot dogs? Cause they were, <laughs> they were something no, else. No, Donnie Ted's holds that Ted's in oh, yeah. Buffalo. <laughs> but they do it on purpose, babe. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But I thought the uh, the implementation of the new money box where guys put when they put their money in, they couldn't get their hand in to get more money out. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think Al hurt his hand on the second day, but um, that was a great innovation. That was. Yeah. Awesome stuff, guys. Any other thoughts on Dom Day 43? That's actually called the McRae safety lid. That's what it's uh, officially CSA. That, that's what they call it, the McCray safety lid. Sorry, I was eating some crackers. Yeah, I, I Donnie, as you said, I wish we had a video of that that one inning game. I mean, it was the funniest thing. Like it, it was just everything that Dom Day ball is, right? I mean, I'll, it's just I'll tell you, I'll, any better. I'll tell you, I can probably picture it perfectly in my my eyes. So. But uh, the funny here, thing about here. that, though, <laughs> the funny thing about that, though, was after the game and a two, you know, it would have been a couple days after after the game happened. And uh, my dad said to me, he said, because he was coaching third and he said he started to walk off celebrating, thinking we had won the game and turned around <laughs> to see the tying run jotting into score as a, as a bowl of dust is flying into the air. So, um Nice to be a part of Dom Day history, I think, at the very least. But uh, yeah, I've, I've sent my resume out to the coaches and hoping, you know, I can find myself playing first base or catcher for one of them. There won't be any decision making on uh, on teams in my future, though. After that one, no, with, with you know, on, with plays like that, you tend to find yourself buried for two decades, you know, at yeah. the bottom of the draft pool, <laughs> Justin. So, but you'll you'll be back. You'll climb back. There's no, you know, Dom Day is very cyclical. You know. It, it took me 15 years to become a seventh rounder. So right, right. <laughs> a few more guys turned 70. I could be a so sixth if, rounder. If anybody's looking for a catcher next year that bobbles the ball effectively <laughs> like that, uh, you know, I think the, 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 uh, the crowning moment was when I decided in a situation where the tying run could score that we had put the blind guy behind the plate and mule Marook. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I yeah. think, I think that he thought he heard the ball. He thought he heard the ball. (laughs) Next year we'll have balls with sonar on them just to make sure. But yeah, that was that was my crowning crowning moment. Why don't we get sweaty balls? Yeah, sweaty balls. Sweaty's coming out with some new baseballs. So yeah, perfect. Yeah. Awesome stuff, guys. I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about Dom Day 43 and that historic moment in years to come. But for now, that's all on this year's tournament. We're going to let you in on a little secret. With the power of Christmas, we've edited in these intros after the fact, so the guys don't know who's actually in them. For our first scene, it's from the movie Elf. Our actors are Roscoe Size, Trout Peters, Bobby Philman, 
and Spencer McRae. All right, let's do this. Miles, I'm so happy you could come. Uh, yeah. I'm Walter Hobbs. Yeah, let's get the uh, thing care of so we can get started here. Here you go. Great. All right. <clears throat> what have you guys got so far? Go ahead. Uh, we were thinking um, something like this. Um, we open on a young tomato. He's had some tough times down at the farm with, you know, a rabbit, and... No, no tomatoes. Too vulnerable. Kids, they're already vulnerable. No, you see? I, I, I told you guys. I told them the very same thing. No farms. Everybody's pushing small town to rule. A farm book would just be white noise. What about this? Uh, a tribe of asparagus children, but they're self-conscious about the way their pea smells. Apparently, all we have is vegetables. I have no time, so you know, if you got a story here. I've got about five or six great starts here. I've got one idea that I'm especially psyched out of my mind about. You know, it's one of those ideas where you're just like, uh, yes! <laughs> oh, great. Could we hear it? Okay, I'll start with the cover. Picture this. You got, uh. Dad, I'm in love! I'm in love! I don't care who knows it! Buddy! Not now. Uh, can you please go back to the to the pit? I'll come and visit you in a little while, okay? I didn't know you had elves working here. Oh boy, you're you're hilarious, my friend. He doesn't. Uh, get back to the story, please. All right, okay. <clears throat> so, on the cover above the title, does Santa know that you left the workshop? You know, we're all laughing our heads off here. Did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here? Buddy, go back to the basement. Hey, dipshit. I get more action in a week than you've had your entire life. I've got houses in Calgary, Muskoka, and Rexdale. Oh, each of them with a 70-inch plasma screen. So I suggest you wipe that stupid smile off your face before I come over there and smack it off. You feeling strong, my friend? Call me Elf one more time. He's an angry elf. Piece of shit. Look at you. Ow! Hey, what? Ah! I wasn't ready for that. Ah! Hey, hey, hey! 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 Whoa! Ow! 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 Call me up. Call me up. You're an elf. Piece of shit. Ow! 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 What? That punk? Miles, I'm sorry. He, he thinks he's an elf. Listen, Miles. Listen, Miles. He must be a South Pole elf. You get the hell out of here. Where do you want me to go? I don't care where you go. I don't care that you're an elf. I don't care that you're nuts. I don't care that you're my son. Get out of my life now. Well, guys, that was our first skit of the night. Angry Elf, a scene from Elf. Four well, actors. Who are the four? That was great. <laughs> the only guy that I can't pick out is Buddy. 
Yeah. You know, Coombs, Coombs was uh, loud and clear for me. Yep. And Kevin. Oh. Kevin. I thought it was Mac. Bobby Fellman for sure. Was it, yeah. was it Kevin? No. So we've got we've got Buddy. We've got the two people pitching. And we have Walter Hobbs. So we have guessed Coombs yeah. was correct for one of them. Who is the next guess on I one of the two pitchers? Two Bobby, Bobby, Phil, Bobby Philman. Bobby Lightline, yeah. Yeah. Bobby Light was the elf. Bobby was the angry elf, the oh. South Pole elf. Any guesses on the other person pitching the proposal? Man. I thought it was Mac. I It is not Mac. Oh, I was thinking maybe. Oh, Spencer. I know. Trout. It was Trout. Was it Trout? Yeah. It was Trout. It was yes. Trout. And the final person, who was Buddy? What I mean, I'll give, you a, I'll give you a... Spencer <laughs> That is correct. Oh! <laughs> Spencer McCray. Oh, shit. I, I thought Kevin was in there. No, no Kevin Woods. Yeah. But if you picture it now, you can actually probably see Spencer McCray showing up to Dom Day one year telling you, he's in love, he's in love, he's in love. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't, didn't you do that already? Yeah. Some, some year, Justin. Some year. Yeah. I'm not one to talk, I guess. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was. You know what? I picked up on Trout earlier in it. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And Bobby was pretty easy to tell. Yeah. Awesome stuff, guys. What'd you that think was, of that one? That was really good. It's hilarious. It's yeah, awesome. It's good. Very, it's good. very good. I, I'd give it at least a five. Yeah. Awesome stuff. <laughs> performing a scene from home alone the woods family featuring kevin sarah mike christy colin rick and cindy hello mom dad mom dad where are you guys buzz Buzz? Buzz? Megan? Hello? Rod? Uncle Frank? Uncle Frank, is this a joke? Megan? Linny? Is this a joke? It's only my imagination. It's only my imagination. It's only my imagination. The cars are still here. They didn't go to the airport. I made my family disappear. Kevin, you're what the French call les incompetents. Kevin, you're completely helpless. Kevin, I'm going to feed you to my tarantula. Kevin, you're such a disease. There are 15 people in this house, and you're the only one who has to make trouble. Look what you did, you little jerk. I made my family disappear.
No clothes on anybody. Sickening. Cool! Firecrackers! I'll save these for later. Buzz, I'm going through all your private stuff. You better come out and pound me. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> so, guys, six actors in that one. Wow. I don't uh, know. Uh, you know any what? Guess, I, any I, guesses? Are they, all, are they all related? I think they are, Donnie, and I yeah. think they might be... Woods the Clint? Woods family. Yeah, the Woods. I got to say Kevin's the main guy. That is correct. Yes, it's Kevin Woods and the Woods family. Do you guys think he's ever woke up after Dom Day wishing he'd made his family disappear? Yeah. <laughs> Few too many at the Dom Day party and like, they've all disappeared. Is Rick in it? Is Rick in it? Yeah. Yes. He was in there. Yeah. Rick was the look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> You know, it sort of reminds me of when he got left off that team. Remember Woody chose Mike and Colin, and he didn't choose Kevin. And they won the championship. Yeah. I think even on the podcast, they were declared one of the best teams in, in Dom Day history. Now to the stage, our in-studio band. On vocals and lead guitar and harmonica, Brent Ellis. On vocals and percussion, Pete Dalmazzi. And on vocals and guitar, Casey Patterson. Together, they make Casey and the Baseline Band performing their first song, Christmas in Rexdale. This next little tune is what happens when three old Rexdale dudes get together at Christmas time and start reminiscing. It's called Christmas in Rexdale. Hope you like it. It was Christmas and Rexdale and the food was just right We had burgers and chubbies and a few Carlsberg lights And I dream of her always even when I don't dream Her name's on my tongue and her blood's in my stream Wait a while, eternity Yorkville and Rosedale's got nothing on me Back to our youth on that old Kipling 45 Red Rocket News. Reminds me of football on a cold Friday night With Scotties and Vikings in the fight of their lives A beer fest at Pine Point or skating outside With the girl of your dreams under Sunnydale's lights Wait a while, eternity And that old Humber River was paradise to me Ride with me, fly with me, back to our youth on that old Kipling 45 Red Rocket Home for the holidays. 
holidays Games of La Bear Then down to the skyline Where the whole game was there It's Christmas in Rexdale There'll be memories tonight I'll probably get homesick I miss her good nights Wait a while, eternity Let's swing by Casefield and Mrs. Peace Tree Ride with me, fly with me Back to our youth Long that an old Kipling 45 Red Rocket That was Casey and the Baseline Bands. Gentlemen, what'd you think of Christmas in Rexdale? It is, it is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it is nothing else to say. That is brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I couldn't knock the smile off my face first time I heard it. Pretty pretty easy to visualize all that stuff. That was well done. Yeah. Yeah. I, really, really covers the, the, you know, the times of our life in Rexdale. Uh, touches on everything. I love the... Old Kipling 45 Red Rocket Root. Yeah, that's good. Very has good. That been, has that been released yet? No, but we will release it separately. Good. Good job. Could be a new sing along, Donnie. And Pete's yeah. getting better for an Pete's getting better for an Italian. <laughs> well, Saul was busy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was the other we, we were gonna put him in with Case and, <laughs> and Brent. But yeah, he was tied up at Air Canada. Performing our next skit from Saturday Night Live, Sweaty Balls, starring Steve and Barbara McNabney and Larry Smith. Hello, I'm Margaret Jo McCullen. And I'm Terry Rialto. And you're listening to The, the Delicious, Delicious Dish, Dish on, on National Topic Radio. Radio. Now, Terry, it's Christmas season again, our favorite time of year. That's right, Margaret Jo. Holiday time is when the most culinary wishes can come true. Now, what's on your list this holiday season, Margaret Jo? Well, Terry, I really got greedy this year. I'm asking Chris Pringle for a wooden bowl, some oversized index cards, and a funnel. Ooh, a funnel. That'll be great for funneling. I know. I feel like a glutton. What's on your list, Terry? Well, I'm only asking Santa for one thing. A big box of glue traps to help me with my excessive rat problem. Now tell me, are you, Margaret Jo, going to leave any treats out for Santa this year? Oh, absolutely. I always do. I'd like to leave Santa some tap water and rice. If Santa's anything like me, Christmas foods really wreak havoc on the old digestive system. What are you going to leave, Terry? Um, you know, I can't ever leave food out of my apartment because of the excessive rat problem, so. Makes sense. Neat. Good times. Well, Christmas is a time for traditional foods and bite-sized treats. And we have a very special guest today. That's right, Terry. He's the owner of his own holiday bakery with a very, very clever name. Season's Eatings. <laughs> That's really funny funny <laughs> i know it rhymes with season's greeting <laughs> please welcome the owner of season's eatings pete Shwadi. welcome pete terry and i have been looking forward to having you on the show because 
We know you're the master of all kinds of Christmas goodies. Tell us about them. Well, there's lots of great treats this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. But the thing that I most like to bring out this time of year are my balls. Mmm, balls. Tell us about your balls, Pete. Well, over at Seasons Eatings, we have balls for every taste. Popcorn balls, cheese balls, rum balls, you name it. Wow, my mouth's just watering thinking about these balls. Uh, it's been years since I've seen any balls. Would you like to see my balls now? Yes, whip them out. Mmm, wow, you have some beautiful balls. They're bigger than I expected. A lot of people tell me that. Look at that, Terry, the way they glisten. That's because make sure that each one of my balls get plenty of oil. I can't help but notice, Pete, your balls are a little misshapen. That's because I rested them on a hot stove too long. Can I touch your balls? Go ahead. But be careful, they're very delicate. Wow, I can't wait to get my mouth around his balls. Ooh. Ooh, I like the way your balls smell. Do whatever you want to, ladies. My balls are here for your pleasure. Mm, wow, Pete, I have to say, your balls are so tender. Well, there's no beating my balls. They're made from a secret, sweaty family recipe. No one can resist my sweaty balls. Wow, shreddy balls. Nothing like shreddy balls. Good balls. Mm, good, good times. I noticed our producer, P. Dizzy, is telling us it's time to wrap it up. That's all the time we have for today, Terry. So join us next week when our topic will be that other holiday favorite. Fragrant flavored nuts. nuts. Uh, quick plug, if you order my season's eatings now, you can still send out a special sweaty ball sack in time. Great idea. My niece would love a sack of sweaty balls. <laughs> that is classic. Classic. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Well, guys, I hope you got some uh, recipe tips at the very least. But uh, any ideas on who the three are? Why don't we start with Terry and Margaret Joe, the presenters, before we get to to Pete Schwetty. Who do you think Terry and Margaret Joe were? Uh, well, I, I know who all three are. I'm just not sure which it like. Obviously, Barbara <laughs> McNabney is female, and uh, Steve McNabney's in there, and uh, who's the third, babe? Sounded like uh, Larry Smith, but I, I know what. Um, that's who I'm gonna. That's who I'm gonna guess. Larry Smith, because yeah, that's who I thought it was for sure. <laughs> And I'm I'm just thinking of guys who would do it, and he'd be one of them. That was hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was correct. Yes, it was uh, Barbara and Steve McNamney and Larry Smith serving up some sweaty balls just in time for the holiday season. Uh, Bar good on Barbara. That was awesome. That was, oh, that was unbelievable. Oh, my God. Her English accent threw it away a bit, but that was really, really good. Oh, my gosh. That was great. One more, one more producer. Yeah, I got two more and then one more song. Awesome. <clears throat> Welcome to the stage, performing a scene from Step Brothers, The Wolves, starring Teresa, Nick, Kelsey, and Nicole. 
So mom, dad, would it be cool if Brent and I were allowed to open one present each since it's Christmas Eve? Oh yeah. Can we please, please, please? I don't know. Robert, what do you think? I don't give a shit. You're grown men. It's up to you. You can open up every present on the tree if you want. I think what your father is trying to say is that you can make your own choices. So can we open one or not? It would just be so we would have something to play with tonight. And then we would get tired and go right to bed. I don't think I'm being clear enough. I don't give a fuck. You're grown men. You can take all your presents, open them all up, and throw them in the damn sewer. And if you ask me to leave cookies for Santa Claus, I swear I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Go ahead. Yes! Yes! I'm going down to the Cheesecake Factory for a drink. Robert, it's Christmas Eve. Oh my God. Hulk hands that make a smashing sound when you punch? Uh, 100% rawhide wallet? How come Dale got the Hulk hands? That's bullshit. He got Hulk hands. I'm aware of that, Brennan. I'm sure you have lots of wonderful presents to open up tomorrow morning, but that's the one you chose to open tonight. A fucking wallet? If you look carefully at the wallet, Brennan, you'll find that it's actually very, a very finely made, finely tooled leather wallet. I have a wallet, okay? I've got a Welker wallet, all right? And it works just fine. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome, Dale. Hulk smash! I'm opening up a second present. Brennan? Brennan, you're only supposed to open one. I know, but that doesn't even count. I opened up a box of shit. Is there a name on it? Cybershot! Brennan, that's my present for Robert. Digital camera. Put that down. That? This is for Robert? Yes, Brennan. Fucking horseshit. Brennan, I got Hulk hands. I see that you got Hulk hands. I thought that now that you are 39, you wouldn't really care about something like that. My mistake, my bad. God fucking damn it. Do I deserve that, huh? Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. That's a... That's a fucking gut punch. I made a list. Right. I'm going to go upstairs now, Brennan, and I'm going to let you work this out. Merry Christmas. Want to try one of my Hulk hands? I'm going to bed. I'm livid right now. Ba la 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 la. Enjoy your Hulk hands. This night blows. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, la 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 Well, guys, whose Christmas uh, morning did we uh, interrupt there with uh, the Hulk hands? Good acting by the Wolf Clan. Wow, that was oh awesome. My God. That was Mickey, really Mickey Wolf, I mean, best actor in a supporting role. For yep. Sure. Oh, <laughs> And I think, yeah, and Teresa, and I I think that was, um, well, obviously Nicole, and I think Kelsey's there too, right? Yeah, I would guess that. That was awesome. That is correct. It is. It is the Wolf Clan. the The funny thing though was they weren't actually acting. That was uh, we dropped a microphone down at their place uh, (laughs) as they were opening Christmas gifts last year. So (laughs) (laughs) that was good. 
potty mouths there. Holy shit. <laughs> was great, man. Very good. Very good. Now, did they choose that one? We gave them suggestions. Okay. So, yes, they chose it. Ah, that's great. Oh, that's new assistant director, Donnelly. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you talk Nikki into doing that. <laughs> he was yeah. game for whatever. <laughs> that was perfect. That was good. Next up, performing a scene from Christmas Vacation, please welcome the Coates family. Steve, Wendy, Andrew, Natalie, and Candace. Since this is Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. Bethany? What, dear? Grace! Grace? She passed on, oh goodness, 30 years ago. Oh, for the love of God and country, she won't wear a hearing aid because she says it makes her look all the blessing. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 Well, Catherine, if this turkey tastes half as good as it looks, I think we're all in for a very big treat. Thank you. Save the neck for me, Clock. Okay, Eddie. Why are you crying? Told you we put it in too early. It's just a little dry, that's all. <laughs> Here's the heart. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> all right, you guys. That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Did I? Did I hear some Andrew Coates in there? Yeah, I thought so. Okay, you did hear Andrew Coates. Yeah, I think Steve Coates was in there. I think uh, Candace and Wendy. You are correct. The Coates family was and the Matt. one hosting hosting the Christmas vacation. So, who were the Derek? Who were the who was the full cast in that? So that was Natalie. That was Andrew. Ooh. That was Candace. Wendy and Steve. Oh, that was great. What was Nat? What did she do? Andrew's wife. She was Catherine. Catherine okay. cooked the turkey. Catherine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was great. That, that was, was good. good. I watched that yesterday, so that was yeah. uh, brought it back. She had to be Catherine. None of those other idiots could have done that. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Doctor Cat. Doctor Catherine. Right. How about was that senior with the southern accent? Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> being the old the grandfather. Candace as cousin Eddie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was good. Excellent. <laughs> that was great. All right, so coming up here, we got our last act of the night. I just want to once again thank all the actors for helping me out on this, and it's just been so much fun trying to make these scenes and cut them all together. I've just really enjoyed it. So thank you guys so much, and it's been so great to see everybody and. 
I'm truly blown away by the music that Case, Brent, and Pete put together. So let's hear it for Casey and the Baseline Band. Welcome back, performing their second song of the night. Casey and the Baseline Band, performing 12 Days of Christmas. On the first day of Christmas, my true love came to me. A whistling one-eyed guy. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Two drunken umps. And a whistling one-eyed guy. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Three beer rum, two drunken umps. And a whistling one-eyed guy. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Four flying trout. Three beer rum, two drunken umps. And a whistling one-eyed guy. Fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five blunder drinks, four flying trout, three beer rum, two drunken umps, and a whistling one-eyed guy. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six loads of empty five blunder drinks, four flying trout, three beer rum, two. And a whistling one-eyed guy. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven rookies raging, six loads of empty, five blunder drinks, four flying trout, three beer rum, two drunken umps, and a whistling one-eyed guy. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Seven rookies raging, six loads of empty, five blunder drinks, four flying trout, three beer rum, two drunken umps, and a whistling one-eyed guy. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Nine Chevy Shuffles Eight Gadget Seven Rookies Raging Six Loads of Empty Five Blunder Drinks Four Flying Trout Three Beer Rum Two Drunken Umps And a Whistling One-Eyed Guy On the tenth day of Christmas my true love gave to me Ten raggers ragging. Nine Chevy shuffles. Eight goofy gadgets. Seven rookies raging. Six loads of empty. Five blunder drinks. Four flying trout. Three beer rum. Two drunken umps. And a whistling one-eyed guy. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love came to me. Eleven gods of guzzling. Ten raggers ragging. Nine Chevy shuffles. Eight goofy gadgets. Seven rookies raging. Six loads of empty. Five blunder drinks. Four flying trout. Three beer rum. Two drunken umps. And a whistling one-eyed guy. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Eleven gods of guzzling, ten raggers ragging, nine Chevy shuffles, eight goofy gadgets, seven rookies raging, six loads of empty, five blunder drinks, four flying trout, three beer rum, two drunken umps, and a whistling one-eyed guy.
And it was good. Oh my god, that was great. That's good. <laughs> oh. righty, guys. There were twelve singers who sung the Twelve Days of Christmas. We'll go through the twelve days and we'll hear who your guesses are. We'll start with the one-eyed guy of whistling. Well, I Any know what guesses? I, I'm just going to go way off on a tangent here, but I I think it's Paul Coates. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. I've heard him I've heard him fucking whistle my whole life. And I've heard him bleh, bleh, bleh. that is him. Okay, next. I think number two, Kelly. Two drunken ups. I'd say what? Kelly Ellis. I, Any I, other guesses? No clue. That was a tough one. I, I think you're right, Cote. I think it might be Kelly. You are correct. The two yeah. drunken umps is Kelly Ellis. Wow. Good job, Cote. Oh, man. Who lied to us and said they only go on three beer runs? I, you know, it sounded like Bonnie Philman. That's what I got, babe. Bonnie. Johnny, any guesses? No. No. I'll give you a hint. Their family goes on probably 10 beer runs. Oh, was it uh, Cindy? It's Cindy Woods. Oh. (laughs) Nice. All right. Who is four flying trouts? It's the one I gotta see. Yeah. Donnie. (laughs) Yes, it was trout. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Day five. We had five blender drinks. Who is the lead singer? Wow. I would say I would say that one of the best singers in Dom Day for sure from the Barhead uh, Barbershop Quartet. Wendy Coates. Yeah. Yeah. Locking in Wendy Coates. Yep. Wendy Coates no is correct. I think wow. that's the be- I think that's the best line in the song. Oh one. my god, that was a great one. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Awesome stuff. So it's it's Blendy Coats and Cats cast. Um six loads of empties. Brent. You know what? I'm gonna go off the I'm gonna go Tuesday. Because I, uh, what I'm thinking of are guys who load up the empties and do stuff around the field. That's who I'm thinking. Donnie, any guesses? Matthew Thorne. <laughs> I, I will tell you, none of you have it correct. Any wow. other last? Any other last second guesses? Doc. Six? Matt Shepard. <laughs> it is Danny Ellis. So you were close oh, with Brent. Yeah, uh, well, it fucking sound the same. Um. Seven rookies raging. I'll give you a hint. We had 11 rookies. It was not one of them. Okay. Well, that narrows it down to 70 people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a tough one then. Um, Can we get a a replay on that particular line? (laughs) I don't think we're technology. I think it went seven rookies raging. Yeah. No kidding. I know how it went. I wanted the voice. <laughs> you know, I thought it might have been rhinestone, but obviously not. Hang on. I think we're working on our uh, we're working on technical it. aspects here. Tune in, boys. Tune in. We can't let this one go by. It sounded like a younger voice, though. Yeah. Let's think about who it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Although he'll be sorry he wasn't in it. Yeah. He's a good singer. 
He'll go off track to that dumb fucking song he sings. Seven rookies raging. Uh, one more time. Yeah. My true love gave to me. Seven rookies raging. Six of Five oh, man. Gordon. Mac. Mac. Is it's it Mac Philman? Oh, it is Mac good call, Cote. Mac Philman. How did you get that? You just got to have good ears. I guess. Jeez. When, you know last what they call, say about you know guys with one eye. Call, you be able to hear it. He's got an eye for stuff like that, Donnie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. All his other senses are heightened. His, yeah. fake, <laughs> his fake eye is actually a listening device. That's right. I got a microphone in there. <laughs> All right. Eight goofy gadgets. It's got to be Tink. Yeah. And his microphone worked barely mm. this time. <laughs> All right. Nine Chevy shuffles. I think Pete. It was a woman. It was a woman, but you know, I think it's Pete. Guess. I think it's Pete. <laughs> I was thinking, could, was it Val? Any other guesses? So it wasn't Val. No. And um, having listened to this song, I got it wrong multiple times too. No idea. I'll tell you what, it led to a new New Year's resolution that I probably have to call my mother more often. Oh, it was, oh, <laughs> it was, Franny? Yes, it was Franny size. There we go. Wow. Um, ten raggers ragging. Dick. Delmer? Dick that Delmer. was the Delmer one. Yeah, that was the Delmer one. Eleven gods of guzzling. Donnie. It was Donnie. Cote, you're good at this. <laughs> oh, I watched and, Jeopardy. And finally, 12 Lils a Leaping. And say Heather. Yeah. It was Heather Burnett. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Very good. Oh, that was great. That was really good. Oh, my. Five blender drinks is hilarious. Yeah. Like, all of them were great. Yeah. All right, guys. In the spirit of Christmas, we decided to do a little bit of a podcast secret Santa. Each one of you have been assigned two people in the Dom Day community who you got a Secret Santa gift. Cote, why don't you tell us who you got? All right. My, uh, I, I was uh, assigned uh, a fine uh, gentleman from the east side of Toronto, being one Matthew Shepard, who we have um, seen put on a bit of a show periodically and stuff like that. So I kind of searched long and hard. And uh, I'm actually going to probably give him two gifts. The first one is a book by Paul Bronson. And it is called, What Should I Do With My Life? So that is the first one. And the second one is I'm going to um, work with, with Matt and get his father a whole new set of hockey equipment behind his mom's back. So those are my two things that I'm doing with Matt Shepard. He's going to get a book on what am I going to do with my life and behind Trish's back, a full new set of hockey equipment for Paul. Great stuff. Donnie, why don't you tell us who you got for Secret Santa? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I, I'd First of all, I'd like to thank whoever gave me these people. They, uh, it really, uh, that was awesome. Yeah. You're, ex- you're excited. You're excited. Great choices. Yeah. So my first one was uh, Sammy Tarasco. And uh, for his gift, I was able to secure a, a skid of uh, foreign drugs. Um, 
I happen to know somebody who works at the harbor down in Baltimore, and uh, we were able to get a skid set aside. And as we speak, it is being uh, driven up to uh, the border. And Sammy's going to meet uh, a guy named Ralph Dickman across the border tonight at about 1230 uh, to pick up his skid of foreign drugs. So I think I think he'll be very happy. You know, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what it is. He just he thinks it's a, a new set of hockey equipment. Um, uh, but he's he's going to be very happy. And, Cooper Alls, Cooper Alls. Yeah, and my my yeah. other my my other one was uh, was uh, Tim Hutter Huffy, and uh, you know he's a tough guy to buy for. He's got everything. Um, but I, you know, again, it's funny you would say a book, Cote, because I I I also got Huffy a book, and there's a great book that's uh, entitled How to Speak Effectively, um, that I think um, that uh, Tim. Tim would love to, uh, and he'll spend some nights. You can just picture him. Just close your eyes and picture him laying in his waterbed, uh, reading this, uh, how to speak effectively. Um, it's not a novel. It's actually a three-page booklet. But uh, I think I think we'll we'll see a noticeable difference in Huffy next, next summer. So that was mine. I hope they work out. Babe, who'd you get? Well, you know, my first one is uh, Bob Bearbrandt. And, you know, arguably, according to him, the greatest athlete ever to play in Dom Day and the greatest historian of Dom Day. But I, I was managed to get a book off my mother's shelf. It's called The Book of Dom Day, and it was written by Mrs. P. So I think there might be some different, uh, some variances on the stories that, that Bear has told on this podcast from what is in Mrs. P.'s book. And I also got Bear's second gift too, and it's a three-day Dom Day pass. So he actually shows up to the event that he was so important in and that he can, you know, sit down and relive and rehash all his glory over three days with everybody. Because I think it would be great to have Bear back in the scene and have him, you know, at the field. And that's what I love that. It's funny. It looks like the season of books. Yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of great readers at Dom Day, Donnie, as you yeah. well know. I, you know, walking down, especially the third baseline, those guys are reading something, you know, so. Um, it's usually a parking citation. or. <laughs> and for legal purposes, we do have to clarify that that's a no expense trip paid to Dom Day, babe. We're not covering. Yeah, yeah absolutely no expense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome stuff. And Cote, you have one more person who you got on your list. I do, and uh, we're going to go back to the uh, Queen City of Buffalo, New York, and I have Donnie Thorne, and um, I did some investigating, and I think this one's fairly appropriate for one Donnie Thorne, and that is, um, uh, it's a a document, it actually, you can get it uh, on a video on how to deal with a receding hairline, and um, so we're going to... work with Donnie on that um it's got all the breakdown on what happens when your hair is slowly falling out and uh, I think he's going to really appreciate it so I I'm excited for him to open that gift he'll be shocked he'll be Cote, shocked Cote would you mind sending me a copy please <laughs> oh yeah oh you're on chapter eight <laughs> but I will babe. Uh, yes good stuff That's I think there's going to be so many people out there disappointed Justin though I mean we've We've talked six about six guys, you know, and there's there's another seventy four that you know. I hope I hope they're gonna 
get get their own gift of the season you know so uh, it's just uh, i don't want i want want them crying when they hear all this stuff you know some of them are alcoholics so we know what most of them are going to get well donnie tell them to listen to the next episode because they might be in it might be giving gifts out then too yeah maybe they can pick up a one of those buckets of fireball and each take one and exchange it with each other. <laughs> what type of magazines are you looking at? For your heaven's sakes. It's actually, um, not there's anything wrong with that men's <laughs> weekly or something like that, but there that's, is a, that's Ed, Ed Sheeran. He got a new haircut right there. Yeah. How to, how to deal with reseeding hairline. <laughs> Right there. He just happened to have a copy of that laying around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he'll be offended. Uh, that's good stuff. For Cote's new line of ball caps. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm promoting, babe. <laughs> My second secret Santa was the Buff family. And I think we know what they all want and what we want for them. And it's a clean bill of health for little Jack Kaplowitz. And I think we'd all agree we'd love to see that and hear about that because uh, little Jack's gone through uh, a tough time and his family. So we truly hope that that is under the Christmas tree for him. Perfect stuff. A lot of fun guys. Why don't we wrap it up with some final thoughts? Kote, let's start with you. Uh, a great episode. And I think our, our listeners are going to love the uh, the sketches or the skits that were out there, and obviously the uh, the new tune put out by Brent Case and um, and Pete, it's a, it's amazing. So certainly good to to you know be able to reconnect with the um, Dom Day community. I hope everybody has a very healthy um, and safe uh, Christmas time, and uh, certainly good to see all you guys. So we'll uh, look forward to reconnecting up into March and uh, start this fucking debacle all over again. Awesome stuff, babe. Over to you. Yeah, I just think it was great. I mean, you know, thinking back uh, the days at you know Big Al's place, and then seeing you know those skits come to you know twenty twenty two, and and the technology that we have to be able to to do that, and the voices and the songs. I mean, it, it is brilliant. Uh, I just think that you know Dom Day is very special, and the people at Dom Day are are tremendous. And I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and Really look forward to getting back to Dom Day 44. Awesome stuff. Donnie, final thoughts. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, big uh, big thank you to all the the actors and the actresses and those skits. So it's pretty pretty darn good. And the, those songs are epic, you know. Um, so I can just kind of picture us uh, uh, with the little shenanigans next July 1st with, with those songs. I think it'll be fun fun to do but you know it already you know gets you looking forward to next year just this little recap show and um and uh same thing a merry christmas uh happy new year to everybody let's hope things just keep rolling along and we're back at the field uh in late june uh we're we're just about at the halfway point between last year and dom day 44 we got about 190 sleeps to go and so get some rest and um we look forward to seeing you at Case Field again next year. Good stuff. Yeah. Awesome stuff, guys. And just, just a quick shout out to, to you and Derek, our executive producer, and obviously yourself as a host. You guys have done an amazing job throughout 2022 and uh, keeping this whole thing 
uh, in going in the right direction. So to, to both of you guys, thank you. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and, and let's hope, let's hope there's an upgrade on the gifts to the, to the, uh, the podcast people this year. That'd be great if everybody chipped in a little bit more next year. And we got some maybe up. a fucking paycheck. Right. <laughs> or a paycheck. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Stuff. Kote, I just want to say one last thing, Kote. Congratulations on adjusting to from bottles to cans this year. I know it was a big step for you, but you did a great job. It killed me, babe. It killed me. I know. But thank you. I, I appreciate you recognizing that. Thank you, Dick. All right, guys. Another great episode. It's good to have the gang back together. And I think there are more of these in the future when we start to get into the swing of Dom Day coming back. So look forward to something in the spring when when we kick off. I, you know, similar to to Cote, just want to obviously echo a big thanks to to Dizzy. He did a lot of the work to get this uh, up and running, and and the stuff turned out fantastic. So a huge thank you to him. I think if you were at Dom Day and said, "How's he going to beat his Eddie Milton this year?" I think he just did, guys. So fantastic work, Dizzy. Um, I really appreciate everything you do and getting us together and, and letting us have a couple laughs in the spirit of, of Christmas. So um, I'll toss it over to you for some final words and, and wrapping up the show. Yeah, no, I just want to say thank you to four guys on this call. Like over the last couple of years, you guys have put in a ton of hours. and I really appreciate it. We couldn't do any of this without you guys. And then I'd really like to thank the band, Casey, Pete, Brent, you guys were fucking incredible. I asked you guys for a little bit of help, and I, I, I'm blown away by what you guys produce. Like, it's incredible. And a special thank you to Brent Ellis for producing all the music. And then, like to thank all the actors and actresses. <laughs> Anybody I reached out to to help, I, re I really appreciate you guys coming and helping me on this. And I'd like, so, I'd like to, I'd like to thank also Blue, the maker of the snowball speaker. <laughs> they, they are, they're behind the scenes a lot of work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome stuff, guys. Yeah. Happy anybody holidays, everybody. Is there <laughs> yeah, have a good Christmas, boys. Easy on yeah. the intake, eh? Holy shit. Yeah. You guys in action. Hey, hey, watch out. You don't have any more fucking chips in your mouth, too, Cote. Like You're jealous that I got food and you don't. <laughs> Next year, time. We're <laughs> It was Christmas in Rexdale and the food was just right We had burgers at Chubby's and a few Carlsberg lights And I dream of her always even when I don't dream Her name's on my tongue and her blood's in my stream Wait a while, eternity Yorkville and Rosedale's got nothing on me Ride with me, fly with me back to our youth on that old Kipling 45 Red Rocket Roots. Reminds me of football on a cold Friday night With Scotties and Vikings in the fight of their lives A beer fest at Pine Point, 
or skating outside with the girl of your dreams under sunny dales lights. Wait a while, eternity. That old Humber River was paradise to me. Ride with me, fly with me back to our youth on that old Kipling 45 Red Rocket. Holidays, games of La Bear, then down to the skyline where the whole game was there. It's Christmas in Bexdale, there'll be memories tonight. I'll probably get homesick, I miss her with nights. Wait a while, eternity. Let's swing by Casefield and Mrs. Peace Tree. Ride with me, fly with me. Back to our youth, long that an old Kipling 45 red rocket grew.